This is Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Naor Menninger. And you're listening to Two Nice Jewish Boys. This podcast is sponsored by The Forward. Stay up to date with unlimited access to news, culture, and opinion all through a Jewish lens. And for our listeners, for 2NJB listeners, get six months of The Forward for only $10. That's 67% off. An exclusive subscription offer for our listeners, forward.com slash 2NJB, and get six months for 10 bucks. Also in collaboration with Arutz Sheva, IsraelNationalNews.com. And last but not least, in collaboration with Australian Jewish News, check them out at AJN.TimesOfIsrael.com. Tomorrow is a big day for America, and naturally for the world. Many U.S. citizens have already voted, and many more will, as the country faces the big decision. Who will be the man to lead the free world for the next four years? Donald Trump or Joe Biden? If Israelis were voting, the outcome would be definitive. In a recent poll held by I-24 News, 63% of Israelis said Trump would be a better president for Israel. Only 18.8 said the same about Biden. Trump also represents a big divide in the American Jewish community. Whereas most of American-born Jews living in the United States do not support Trump, the majority of Israeli-born Jews living in the States do. So is Trump good for the Jews? Is he good for Israel? And what will happen if Joe Biden wins tomorrow? To discuss all of this and much more, we are joined by Oren Nahari. We hosted Oren on the podcast almost four years ago to discuss Trump after 30 days in office. Oren is a legendary Israeli foreign correspondent, uh, an author, a sci-fi geek, and apparently an avid cat person. Well, yes. <laughs> Pixel is my alter ego. Okay. <laughs> So we are thrilled to have you on the show today. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? I'm fine. And yourself? Great. Doing good. Doing good. Take We're kind of anxious. A bit the microphone. Take it closer yeah. to you. Okay. Yes. Did. Kind of anxious for the big day tomorrow. So can you like? I know you're going to be reluctant to do this, but right off the bat, can you what? give us your prediction? Jorgensen, will he win? Sorry, <laughs> Joe, no, she. Ah, okay. she's a she. Joe Jorgensen. Ah, I yeah. thought she's a he. Uh, no, 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 no. Will she win? That, that's how <laughs> little everybody knows about Not her. Jorgensen and not Green, no. The Libertarians okay. and the Greens <laughs> will not win it. And uh, nor Kanye West and uh, the rest of them. <laughs> uh, I think, and I'll put my life here on the line, uh, I think it'll be Biden. And if I have to choose between a um, a Trump win and a Biden landslide, I'll take the second. Really? So I, I think that Biden will win. First of all, I'm I'm putting uh, I'm putting my hand in fire. I think he'll win a majority in the plural vote. I think he'll do better than Hillary Clinton. I think that it'll be something like four or five million people will vote more for Biden than for Trump. Now, the Electoral the College, end, yeah. that's a different matter. I still think that he'll win, but it can... And uh, you think that it's, there's a higher chance that he'll win by a landslide? Then Trump win. Yes, I think, that, I think that uh, Biden will win by, let's say, uh, 300 electors, more or less. But I, I think that it will be more of a chance of Biden 350, 360 than Trump winning the 270, 280. Ah, okay. Because I think that... Uh, so he won't win by 300. You're saying that Trump, that Biden will win with 300. Yes, 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 oh, okay. yes. No, not that. I was like, that would be... No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't that, even know if that's uh, possible. almost can be done. <laughs> yeah. But I think that there is a good chance okay. that he'll take uh, the three northern states... Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, take them back. And uh, uh, either Florida or uh, North Carolina or Arizona or two of them, not to mention Texas. It could happen there uh, too, but with a lesser... Even though they uh, surrounded uh, Biden's bus and kicked him out of the stage? Yes, uh, well, yeah, yeah and uh, they will do it. Look, now there's a different matter. We can 
come tomorrow to a day when we will see in various states we'll see a right-wing militias protecting the president protecting uh, the constitution protecting their way of life protecting uh, you know the second amendment etc etc coming there with their rifles with their tattoos and basically intimidating voters it can come of course to the uh, all those scenarios of pennsylvania and then to the supreme court and this can really create not only chaos but also a constitutional a very real constitutional crisis in the united states i think that come january who will be sworn in tens of millions of americans millions tens of millions will believe wholeheartedly will know that the man in the white house that was just sworn in is illegitimate not only you know we we have to change the people not only the the people made a mistake not only that uh, how can it happen they stole our country that this person stole the elections that if trump wins or no, if anybody if biden wins, wins i think that it can happen either way mm-hmm. i think that uh. if biden wins there will be the trump supporters you know the 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 extreme of the extreme the QAnons, etc who will say these elections were stolen the president said that if it is done by mail it will be a fraud etc etc but i also think that if biden loses many of his supporters will wholeheartedly believe that it was stolen from them by republican governors by the post office headed by a trump uh, loyalist by the supreme court etc etc and we so, do remember yeah. that we are talking about a country who murdered four presidents yeah. and every other person gets a huge arsenal of uh, of weapons it can go very very wrong so, very very quickly so basically what you're saying is no matter who wins tomorrow nobody wins no i'm saying that somebody <laughs> will win i think that the best uh, outcome for america will be that somebody wins decisively mm-hmm. that it cannot come to the supreme court and if it comes the supreme court will in clear courts will kick it out if it is florida scenario 2000 all over again and it comes to a supreme court and i remind you and our listeners remember it that it was a a a a, a supreme court that all the republican nominated judges voted to halt the count in florida mm-hmm. and basically gave the election to george bush mm-hmm. and all the democrat nominated uh, judges voted for, voted for a recount so Amer- i don't know if america can afford another 2020 yeah. years uh, with the country much much more divided than it was although if it reaches the supreme court today <laughs> the outcome will probably look very different since you have what five uh, now no we are talking we are stocking six because six. amy barrett will yeah. be will rule uh, come this uh, election result uh, the democrats uh, argue that they should uh, she should uh, recuse herself i don't think that she will but again it will be six republican nominated uh, judges let's yeah. say five let's put roberts aside but still it will basically third of the supreme court was nominated by trump third and if a third of the supreme court nominated by trump basically rules in favor of trump many people will see it as a, as a, as a fixed game but do you really believe because you said the extreme of the extreme i mean it tens of but then you also said tens of millions of americans millions will believe it yes so do you think that tens of millions are on the extreme or only the extreme will lead it and okay. tens of millions will believe uh, okay let's okay 54% of the republican party voters say that if they have a choice between what sci- uh, what scientists and doctors said says about corona or what the president say they'll go with the president and they do so and they uh, will see that uh, 95 96% of the republican voters are wholeheartedly trumpists so to say i'm not saying that all of them will go to the extreme i'm saying that enough enough of the people of uh, out of the millions who believe qanon uh, of the millions who believe in in, uh, in other conspiracy theory those who listen 
and I, I'm sorry, I know that I'm talking in cliches and I'm talking in stigmas, but those who echo chamber, you know, uh, uh, Mark Levin and, uh, and, uh, and some others, uh, and they uh, and uh, Glenn Beck, and you know, and they believe that Trump is the force of light against the forces of darkness, against satanists, against pedophiles, etc., etc. And uh, s some of them, it doesn't have to be a lot, will say we have to do something to save America. You know, the other day we saw ten people, something like that of right-wing militia who wanted to abduct the governor of Michigan and uh, try her for treason of the people because of actions she took against the uh, coronavirus. Mm -hmm. So if you do it for a governor of Michigan, what do you do to a president that you wholeheartedly believe that is going to take the country and surrender it to, to the forces of evil. But you know, I mean, the same sentiment, it feels like, exists on the other end of the aisle. And you have a lot of violence around the U.S. already, I'm which is taking it. place. Uh, I, I said it. So I wonder that I think that uh, Biden supporters, some of them, yeah. will wholeheartedly believe that how can it be yeah. for the second time in a row that all uh, the scenarios were for Biden winning and he led by 7% here and 8% there and 9% there. And then suddenly it uh, Trump wins unless some dark forces are behind. America is addicted to conspiracy theories. We already saw that in round one, right? With the whole Russian uh, um, involvement in the election sure. and, and the collusion and the ideas of collusion. So Wait, I, I got to ask, yeah. uh, because Trump is right about one thing for sure, in my opinion. He is running against one of the worst candidates, I feel. And you cannot compare, like, Trump's campaign is amazing. He just, knows just how to like, campaign. like, strategically, tactically. Strate and, and the nominee. It's a good nominee to work with because he's, he's very charismatic. He is working his butt off. And against him is a very weak candidate. So if he loses to this candidate... Do you do you agree that it's Trump embarrassing is uh, is charismatic? No way of denying it. But uh, you have to remember that uh, the elections in the United States, by the way, like elections in Israel, it is not really Trump versus Biden, as it is not really Netanyahu versus Gantz. It's pro-Trump and anti-Trump. Like it's pro-BB and anti-BB. You either admire him or you hate his guts. No in-between. You have no uh, uh, gray, gray, gray ground. You know that, uh, well, I think about Trump, is, um, he's okay, I guess. No such thing. You either adore him or you hate him. And uh, now, uh, what he's doing strategically, I don't know whether strategically you want to insult states that you visit you know, the, the only the other day he said, ah, I, my, why am I here at all? You know, uh, what am I doing here? Etc. Etc. I shouldn't be here. Uh, I don't like being here. Um, he's got one thing working for him, and I think that we'll see it again. The Republicans are extremely good in, in big data, in, uh, in the groundwork, not so much in the social networks there too, but in getting to the last voter in the last county. And uh, they pin their hopes. That's the most important thing in elections. Yeah, in a, in a way, yes. And uh, they, they pin their hopes on that, that out of the uh, Trump base, which is basically whites without uh, higher education, 30% of the voters, that many of them did not vote in Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and they still won them uh, four years ago, that now, if they can bring all of them to the polls tomorrow, they will win, although Biden leads. And of course, uh, 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 Trump is uh, fantastic, he's charismatic to his supporters, to his supporters. Yeah. But, uh, but again, he uh, as much as he uh, brings... Uh, uh, adoration almost you could say he brings also loathing and hate so you know it's the other side Biden is middle of the road 
and many in America, I think, I know, and you know it too, want, uh, want normalcy. Want after the four years of total uh, chaos in America, you know, something more tranquil, let's say, for the time being. And again, you can argue that uh, how come that uh, after, after the last year of the corona, uh, more than 40% of the country votes for Trump. Uh, and no matter who is against him. And, and we know the system. We know that in many, uh, many states, it doesn't matter in, in Alabama w- uh, whether it will be on the Republican uh, card, uh, Donald Trump or Oren Ahari, they'll vote red. It doesn't matter in California where it says Joe Biden or Oren Ahari, they'll vote blue. So again, we are talking uh, 10, maybe 8 or 7 states that's where it will be decided but, and yet you think uh biden will win but how come because you trust the polls like why is it that you believe that he's gonna take because it? after all we have to trust something and i think that the polls are the best way and yes i do remember 2016 but still it was within the margin of error the point is that the margin of error was and still is four and a half percent and came election day in all the the states, it fell on one side. So it's like, you know, when you play Begamon and you need a double six, so it was a double six. It happens one in 30 times, but it happened then. It can happen again. And uh, we remember the Brexit and we remember 2016, but still, let's say in 2018 and in many other elections afterwards, uh, the pollsters had it uh, right on the nose. And it's basically all of them. It's basically all of them. And uh, we don't see, I don't see at the moment something, you know, a, a red light that says, okay, here it can go the other way. There are some but who say. Aren't there polls like Rasmussen where Trump is still within the margin of error? He is. Yeah. He is in, in many places. He is within the margin of error. There are uh, uh, there are uh, states, important states. Florida is one. But Pennsylvania, uh, no. Hmm? I, th- I think in Pennsylvania, he's not. In, in the margin of he error. He's not in the margin of error. So he can be, uh, in, in again, he can lose Pennsylvania and win some others. It can happen. But the percentage is very, very small unless, unless again, uh, there are things happening tomorrow. Unless so, tomorrow we can see suppression of votes. It happened in America before. It can happen. Event. We can see hanky-panky and we can see and again, you say you can say, and I'll agree with you, it can go both ways, but mostly in recent years, it went the Republican way. Before that, it was the Democrats. You know, both Richard Daly, vote early, vote often, and he was a Democrat. And uh, it can happen, and we can see that. And, um, and after that, we can see what happens to the ballots who arrive on mail. What will happen there in the process and after that, in the you know, in the state houses yeah. and the Supreme Court, eventually. Last time you were here, I just I listened to the episode from four years ago. It was very interesting <laughs> because we talked mainly about the Israeli perspective. It was thirty days, and you were so skeptical about uh, Trump's uh, intentions. Uh, f- for example, uh, we talked about Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. You were, you were very skeptical. Mm-hmm. We talked about Iran, and you were very skeptical mm-hmm. about about the Iran de- Iranian deal. And if he pulls ha- out, uh, how will it affect? You said it wouldn't affect much, and it was very interesting in four years. Okay. So I, w- let, if we look what at basically, it, you say is that uh, I didn't know <laughs> what I was talking about. So okay, who could have imagined? Okay, so. Such goodness uh, that he threw upon us. Uh, Okay. (laughs) So let's... Okay. First of all, Trump and Netanyahu is an alliance that worked miracles for both of them. You can argue, and I will argue, that even if Trump wins tomorrow, I think it was wrong for Israel to put all its jetons on the Republicans, on the evangelists, because one day the Democrats will return. It can happen tomorrow. It can happen, uh, you know, in four years' time. But we always relied on both sides of the aisle and we stopped it. And I think it is not wise. But 
Uh, Jerusalem, I fully agree. In Israel, in the last four years, the entire world knew that the biggest, meanest T-Rex in the world is in our corner. Amazing. Concerning Iran, you could argue that uh, pulling the United States out of the Iran deal didn't stop Iran's ambitions and maybe even hastened them. But it did it, affect them. It, Their the economy. sanctions, yes, the of course. But the point is whether you want to, to stop the, uh, the, the race to, towards nuclear arms. And it didn't stop it. And once uh, the United States is pulling out of the Middle East and other places, if America is not the World Cup, Putin will be. There's no vacuum in the world. Now concerning Iran, again, the man to judge it is the Prime Minister of Israel. And he wanted it. He wanted the United States to pull out of the Iran deal. And Trump did it. So from Israel, because the government of Israel is Israel for all practical matters, uh, it was fantastic. I think I don't know. I'll put it like that. I'm not sure that it was in the long run that it was the, the best thing for Israel. Perhaps I suggest that it would be better if United States have stayed in the Iran deal and uh, put pressure from within. But again, uh, Israel, Israel, Israel wanted it. And uh, we'll know it only, you know, in hindsight, which is the best uh, debate site uh, uh, of all. And he killed Soleimani. Sorry? He killed Soleimani. Yes. Uh, Obama killed uh, bin Laden. And by the way, President Trump, when we were talking about chaos, President Trump retweeted somebody who said that bin Laden was not killed and Biden and Obama murdered a SEAL soldier to hide it that they didn't kill bin Laden. The president of the United States retweets it. Now, I, and he said, he said, okay, I didn't say it. I only retweeted it. But you are the president. <laughs> you, know, you cannot do such in things. In bios, they write, uh, retreat is not equal endorsement. You know this? Yeah, <laughs> but you are the president. <laughs> yeah. Well, interesting. So, but, uh, but yes, he killed Soleimani. He bombed Syria once and then pulled the uh, pulled the forces out of Syria killed al, al Baghdadi uh, killed al Baghdadi right so yeah. he's got two he's got two <laughs> he's got two okay. notches on his belt okay so uh, yes uh, if the president does such thing i think that the credit uh, goes to the cia the seals and some others before the president either obama or trump yeah, or whoever is. comes next but that's uh, that's beside the point uh, again uh, you know, we are, we are sitting in Israel, but you have to ask yourselves, how come that, the, that this American president, and it is not every president, and it is not uh, even every Republican president, how come that this president is um, liked, loved, by only two and a half countries, three and a half countries, Israel, the Philippines, and the Dominican Republic, uh, the, and the uh, Dominican <laughs> Republic, and half of America. If I'm generous, how come? You know, American presidents, all of them, from right to left, from John Kennedy to Ronald Reagan to Eisenhower to to Bill Clinton, you know, they are uh, uh, symbols all around the world, except this one. Maybe the question is why is he, is he so hated? You know, I gotta tell you an anecdote. We did once a month. We do a chit chat episode. And we said that if there were elections, we would vote for Trump. The amount of hatred we received from listeners. Mm -hmm. its And we didn't say you should vote for Trump. We, we didn't say you have to vote for Trump. We just said we would vote for Trump. You know, you don't have to agree with us. But the hatred and the lynch we went through. So why do people hate him so much? Maybe that is the question. Okay, as I said he draws a lot of uh, emotions. You either love him and worship him, and, and, and we see them, you know, he's received in some places like, uh, like he's Jesus incarnate, uh, or you hate him. And, it, uh, and uh, there are people who draw fire like that, not all of them. You know, uh, let's say uh, Benny Gantz doesn't, and uh, Joe Biden doesn't. Uh, Obama did, in a way, you know, again, the same, uh, uh, some of the same hatred, 
by Trump and, and, and some others. Now, Donald Trump, because he is who he is, because the way he talks, the way he treats people, etc., the way he boasts about things. And, uh, okay, so uh, he draws a lot of raw nerves, either for or against. But when you look at his term objectively. And no such thing. No uh, such thing. Well. Come on. Uh, okay, but not, l- let's say not from the Israeli perspective, but in general, and okay. you compare him, his numbers, his achievements, his the to things. Whom? I don't know to okay. Obama, to Bush, okay, Junior. So, okay, how would you say? Okay, where do you put him? Okay, first of all, in the economy, I would argue that uh, first of all he inherited a very very solid base from Obama, after the disaster of 2008 made by Republicans, by the way, and he built upon it. I think that the famous tax cut was best for the billionaires and not for the working class Americans, but the economy was good. He did fantastically. Concerning the corona, and it will be a major thing that if he is not elected again, this will be perhaps the major reason, uh, he blew it. There was a famous plague on uh, Harry Truman's desk, which said, the buck stops here. You're the president. If you take credit for all the good, you have to take uh, t- credit. You have to take credit for uh, for the thing that went uh, south, and the corona went south and still does. You know, every minute as we speak, every minute an American dies, and the government, the government, the president, make makes jokes about Laura Ingram wearing a mask. In one of his uh, uh, in one of his mass rallies, and he's saying, "Okay, I'll invite 400 people to the White House to be in close circumstances for the winning party." I mean, you don't you 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 do not agree with science, you do not agree with your own advisors, you uh, you didn't put plans in actions that would have minimized this catastrophe. So, yes. This is a, a major, major screw-up, and the blame goes to the president. Foreign policy. I think that he, uh, he is right uh, on the basis of uh, that the United States intervened too much in the world. By the way, in this he continues Obama. Uh, that uh, we don't have, we the Americans do not have to send armies to the entire world, we should not, as the uh, United States did so many times, sent armies or intervened, you know, from Honduras to Guatemala, to Panama, to Cuba, to Grenada, to Mexico, to Afghanistan, to Iraq, etc., etc. But you have to get some priorities right. And if you think that the major threat for the future of the United States is China, for example, so the thing that you do not do is cancel the the TPP the Trans-Pacific Partnership that Obama built basically against China. You know, it was a, 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 um, it was all the countries of the Pacific, you know, free trade, except China. So, you know, it was against them. But because it was Obama, Trump canceled it. So, uh, and uh, if you are the United States, the city on the hill, and the United States have this presumption, and it's one of the good things about it. You cannot, you you don't have to agree with it, with this fine, you know, view of Americans on themselves and on their country, the greatest country on the face of the earth. But uh, you no, do not begin by adoring President Xi, and then until this day, not saying a word about the Uyghur, uh, you know, uh, concentration camps and treatment, etc. So Trump is not big on the So he wasn't tough enough with China? Uh, Up until now, you know, you do not have to go head in head in China. He he did the opposite of Teddy Roosevelt. He talked big but carried the small stick. You know, he said that he's going for a big trade war and he said that uh, Mexico will pay for the wall and he said many things that didn't come too much. And in the end, uh, America under Trump alienated many of its um, 
um, many of the countries have stood by it for 70 years. You know, NATO partners, Japan, South Korea, etc. And uh, Trump tried, and still do, to, um, to cozy to Kim in uh, North Korea, Erdogan, by the way, in Turkey, the best relation that he has with any foreign leader are with Erdogan, Putin, etc. And um, so the foreign policy of the United States now is in shambles. When we say the United States leader of the free world, it was true. From 1945 to four years ago. I'm not sure how true it is today. But I mean... <laughs> The United, you can't ignore the fact that the United States has a military that's 10 times the size of any other military in the world. Sure. Uh, that's, you know, probably the, the size is a super of the power, next. Of so, course. So it the is superpower. It is still very much the dominant force on the globe. Of course it is. But okay. let's say that, uh, uh, and it, it is true, maybe even truer for Obama than for Trump, but still it's true for both of them. Let's say that you have, you know, all the resources in the world. But if people believe that we, you will not uh, use them and you say that you will not use them, then basically you do not have them. And on the other hand, until Russia... Until you use them. Until you use them, but he doesn't. And Russia, on the other hand, mm -hmm. is smaller in size and in capacities, in economy, one-tenth of the United States, etc., etc. But Putin is a bully who uses his force and nobody reprimands him. So he's more respected than the United States from 1930, from 2013 but until today. It was Obama who didn't react to Putin's aggression. I said aggression from 2013 ah, okay. until today. Okay, okay. Yes. When Obama yeah. drew a line in the sand in Syria and said, if they attack one more time in uh, chemical gases, I will react. And he didn't react but invited Putin there. It was a huge, huge, huge mistake. By the way, I said it then and there uh, out loud. And, uh, and we see the consequences. But the also in the consequences are that Russia is now, I'm not saying a do uh, the dominant force, but a power in the Middle East where it was kicked out years ago. Today, Turkey uh, knows that it, if it wants to achieve something in the uh, in the middle uh, Mediterranean, in the Eastern Mediterranean, it talks with Putin. Yes, it talks with the United States as well, but it talks with Putin. But don't you think that I mean, at least in the Middle East, uh, that Trump has created a, a, a situation in which, while the Iran deal led to sort of an Iranian hegemony in the Middle East, he he drew out, he withdrew from that. And brought, you know, some of the allies closer. Ended up making like we just saw the Abraham Accords. The yes, I, I don't think that uh, Iran was a hegemon in the in the Middle East even <clears throat> uh, uh, after the the Iran deal, because many of the countries did not, you know, make deals with her because the United States frowned upon it. Even Obama and then uh, Trump, even while the deal was in uh, was in power, they couldn't buy weapons unless they bought them, you know, from their usual suppliers, etc., etc. So uh, Iran didn't, it intervened, and still does, in places. But local powers, Turkey, Israel, others, pushed back all the time. And even uh, Russia doesn't let Iran do all it wants in Syria from its own reasons. And of course, uh, against Iran, where the Sunni world, uh, the scared Sunni world, uh, the, and uh, Trump was in place and Netanyahu was in place to achieve a, a very important and very, very good, and I'm happy for it, uh, these accords. Basically, they are accords that acknowledged in the open something that was there for 10, 20 years. Economically, it's uh, yeah. super important. Economically, it's super important. It was there by uh, all the time. What's happening now in the open is uh, that uh, the accords, the bypass of the Palestinians, and of course uh, that they will receive uh, modern weapons from the United States and uh, Israel will have to deal with it. Again, 
it is good and maybe Sudan and others will uh, will be there as well some of it we are not we are not supposed to say it aloud it's pure and simple anti-semitism it's the protocols of elders of Zion because all these countries believe that the way to influence Washington is through Israel and the Jews they say that Israel controls Washington you know uh, many people say it uh, out loud the Zions you've heard the expression yes controlling the United States foreign policy, etc., etc. So, again, the accords are fantastic. It's good that they are there. And, uh, and Trump was instrumental in it? Of course he was. And he deserves credit for it? Of course he does. And, uh, okay. He and made peace in the Middle East, and Obama didn't. And even and Bush didn't. So, in that sense, he, I think it's, it's an interesting achievement for him. Even though everything you said, but I want to ask you, so you don't Ob- agree... Obama made peace. He just made peace with other people. Right? Who? Iran. Oh, mm. well, yeah. It was not a peace, it was a deal. It was not Wasn't yeah. it called the joint... The, the name of it was... Uh, no, it was... Uh, first of all, it was by the, the United Nations. Joint Peace Nation. Accords or something. No, 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 no. GNPCA, it was made by the, uh, by the United Nations, by the Security Council. The United States was one. Of the yeah. co-signatories, but so that's y- not a... P- you don't agree with this, the following sentence. China and Iran would rather have Biden in the White House than Trump. Oh, I, I agree. I'm not sure about we, China. Okay. Iran would, uh, would love that, but we have to remember that Iran, uh, first of all, it's got its own elections in the summer. And uh, it's important who will be elected elections there. Elections is a big uh, word. And by the way, from their point of view, they say that it's, it's the same. Because if Biden is elected, he will not return to the same Iran deal. And everybody knows it. Uh, and by the way, Trump said that uh, if he's elected again, he'll make a deal with uh, Iran in 30 days. We'll have to see what this presumably presumed deal will be about and if it can be achieved. Again, uh, I don't think that we'll see so much difference in the Middle East. I think that the next president will have so much on his hands Corona, the economy, etc. We'll have to see, you know, who the foreign secretary will be. And even then, you know, there is China, there is Russia, there is the European Union. There are so many places much more important than us to the American uh, people. But what I do take from what you said is that in the end of the day, because foreign policy, Americans don't vote because of foreign policy usually. They vote because of economy, and this time they vote about COVID. Not only economy and COVID. I believe up to a point, um, people also vote in the in Israel, but also in the United States, according to values, I- values and identities. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, their economic identity, their gender, their sex, their uh, beliefs. Uh, uh, their uh, their profession, you know, all the things that make us make them or anybody who they are. You yes. know, in Israel we know that we see somebody, and from the shape of his yarmulke on his head, we can say which party and will be right 90% of the time he votes on if he has a Yarmulka and from others you know will go and Tel Aviv and by the look of that person will will know that uh, you know again in 90-80% so yeah. again in except the uni- both of us we're the yeah. 1% uh, okay <laughs> you're you're the others but uh, you're American born aren't you both he of is. you yeah. I'm okay not. so uh, again so uh, in, in, and in America you know um uh, tell me that you're an evangelist from Kentucky and I'll tell you who you vote for and uh, you are the, you know, the epitome of Woody Allen from New York and I'll tell you who you vote for. Although there are, you know, some who do not follow this, but uh, the identities are, are important in America as well. I read today, uh, Nadavial wrote that um, support uh, among uh, African Americans and Latinos for Trump uh, rose in the past of four years. Yes. Which is uh, pretty amazing, I, n- I think. Not totally. First of all, Hispanics are the major um, the major problematic point of the Republican Party because when the Republican Party stopped being a tent party and became, in recent years, white men party, 
and not even white men and women party, but more white men party more and more, um, the Hispanics are, 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 are Republicans. You know, m many of them are, are believers and they are uh, conservative and conservative values. Not all Hispanics, of course, are the same because, you know, we put them under one umbrella and uh, there is a difference between the Cuba, uh, the, Cu the Cubans who escaped uh, Castro in Florida and the, uh, uh, the Mexicans in, in uh, California, etc. But again, they are religious, they are Catholics, they have family values, they are conservative. They should be Republicans, but the Republicans push them away. And again, with African-Americans as well, many of them are disappointed, and rightly so, uh, with the Democrats. But again, they... Uh, and, and Continue, uh, I'm checking the camera. Some of them do remember that for 100 years, the white racists of the South, the worst of the worst, you know, the Ku Klux Klan, etc., voted, voted blue. Blue Dog Democrats. Yeah, and uh, it changed... Uh, after uh, Johnson and Kennedy mm -hmm. and, uh, and, the, and the new laws that they passed uh, in the Senate. Uh, but again, that's... Although Johnson uh, was a notorious racist as well. All of them were. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> all the presidents. If, I, I, uh, uh, if you look at, at uh, Woodrow Wilson, uh -huh. he was totally racist. Roosevelt had uh, racist. Uh, and uh, Johnson, Nixon... Um, but why do you think the Republican Party is a party of white men right now? And why do you like? Because uh, the base of Trump yeah. at the moment, and, I'm, and there are white women and there are others and there are blacks and there are Hispanics and there are, you know, uh, ultra Orthodox Jews. There are, of course, all of them. And there are others. There is a pit. If you will go to Silicon Valley and you'll find Peter Thiel. And if you'll go to Hollywood, you'll find James Woods. You know, you'll find. Uh, people who vote uh, Republican or who vote Trump, of course, in everything. But at the moment, Trump's base, solid base, are the evangelicals and the whites uh, who don't have a college degree. They are the base. They are the base. And you would think, I would have thought, that he would try to expand, that he won with them in 2016, but he'll go to the middle. He'll try to expand the base, and he didn't. And he, the, his basic plan is the same basic plan as was in 2016, and he may pull it off again. But at the moment, the Republican Party, and they are saying, they are saying it, that they are bleeding with you know white suburban women, and they are bleeding in other groups. They are bleeding in 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 uh, you know in seniors. 65 and over, which voted Republicans most of their lives, etc. So uh, there are weaknesses there. Uh, Nate Benson writes in the comments, I vote for who is best for the Constitution, not who is like or not like me. Which is interesting, I think, because... Uh, okay, so again, okay, the Constitution, it's important. You know what, let's talk about the, about the Constitution for a minute. The base... The basic divide between the uh, conservatives and liberals, the conservatives, the originalists, yes, like Scalia and Barrett, they say, okay, the Constitution is the Ten Commandments. That's it. That's what's written. The liberals would say, okay, it was written almost 250 years ago, in the days that let's talk about the, 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 uh, the so famous Second Amendment. It says something like, since a well uh, pre, uh, the militia is important, so uh, the right of every uh, of the people, the right of the people to carry arms. Okay, it doesn't say anything about uh, about uh, checking the background of the somebody who buys a gun. It it doesn't say anything about it. It was written in the day when the weapon was a musket that you had to load one at a time, not a day when AR-15, you know, with a hundred uh, bullets. Not only that, you know, when, when it is written, the right of the people, the people can be the nation and it can be individual people. How do you read it? They read it as each and every person. And militia, 
militia? It does, does it say that I am a, a part of the militia or you? You could, say, you could read it as, you know, a militia, fine, National Guard. We have a militia right there. This is the militia. But again, everybody interpret the Constitution, the conservatives and the liberals. Oh, but the, 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 uh, the point of the, of, right, of the Second Amendment was clearly not intended for the right of the military or the National Guard to have weapons. It was the right of everyday citizens to have weapons. That Why? was it, it said because a, Thomas a, a Jefferson militia. and no, but they wrote about this stuff outside of the Constitution. Okay. They made it clear that that this isn't meant to but be. But it's not written in the Constitution. Okay, when you say outside yeah. the Constitution, okay, fine. I remind you, the Constitution was uh, uh, was read and was dictated by slave owners. If you take the Constitution. The Constitution was, uh, the people who voted then were white males. It wasn't totally written by slave owners. John Adams never okay, owned Okay, fine. But, okay, you know but what yeah, I mean. Many, many of them owned So, you slaves. know what? Everything, you know, um, do either of you play poker or bridge? Yeah. You know poker? You I mean, know, I know, you know the rules. Something. Oh, yeah. you know the rules. When you say pass, that's a declaration. I mean, inaction is an action. If the Supreme Court decides, and he may decide in 10 days' time, something like that, that the Obamacare is not constitutional. Now, this is a totally political decision. Roe versus Wade is totally political. And so will be if you overturn Roe versus Wade. And you will save, and you'll have fantastic constitutional uh, reasons to do either or. Good justices ruled that, this way and that way. Some of them were not so good. And uh, some of them, you know, uh, what happened in the 2000 was totally political decision. Mm -hmm. The judges interpreted the Constitution to support their political views at the time. And it happens. Yeah, it's you, all in the I game. I don't think that, but I, I, I mean, I'm not sure his name was Nate. Nate Benson. So I don't think, but that's what I'm saying is I, I think that it's a legitimate, uh, it's a legitimate uh, discussion to be had in the Supreme Court, the originalists of versus course. the, the it, textualists versus the whatever. I'm totally with you. But when you say, when he says, I support the Constitution, what we know from the Constitution is one thing, that come 21st of January, a president will be sworn. Yeah. But the path... What happens then? Does, does the election end on uh, the 4th of uh, no, uh, November, you know, our time? Or does it end when the last voter is counted? What mm -hmm. is a democracy? Or when the last judge makes his decision. Exactly. So again, we are coming, and that's, we began this talk, when I said that I fear that we'll see a tremendous... Um, wound to the American fabric in these elections. Let's before we go, let's talk a little bit about COVID because you know, I think history will truly judge who was right. But I feel like it's it's wrong to compare America to other Western countries when it comes to dealing with COVID because America is the only country which tr which truly has. Um, the value of freedoms it has its freedoms above all and some things are very hard to to hurt some some of these freedoms unlike here for example that they crushed our all all our freedoms in in no time without blinking yeah well, okay i don't think that you can argue that britain is not democratic or scandinavia or new zealand or australia or Canada, for example. I didn't the say they're not democratic. Okay, so in America, okay. The America, what I think you meant, let me put words in your mouth for a sure. minute, is uh, it's not the point of uh, it's more democratic, it's more individualistic. No, but he didn't say democratic. He said freedom. Freedom, yeah. okay. Individual in liberties. Individual liberties. So individual liberties in times of crisis, in times of, uh, of pandemia, uh, what is more important? And nobody said that, uh, you know, the black choppers of the UN are coming to conquer you. 
the, uh, it, 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 there is a huge problem of how to coordinate things between the states and the federal government, etc., etc. But Donald Trump argued for many months that there's no such thing as COVID. I remind you the word hoax. I remind you that uh, chloroquine is coming to save us all. So there is but a problem. But when you have freedom, sorry, but when you have this freedom, it's, it doesn't really matter what Trump says or doesn't say because you, you have your choice to make. First of all, if you're the president, you can lead and you should lead. You're the leader. Yes, but even if you don't lead. Okay, so there will be some guys in Idaho who doesn't listen to you and say, okay, I'm waiting here for judgment day and I'm not believe, I do not believe in, 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 in uh, vaccines and I do not believe in anything but God. Okay, fine, legitimate. But in other places, you have to lead in uh, what you do uh, in, 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 in pandemia times and you can uh, uh, put your uh, signature on... Uh, on things, you know, and uh, and uh, and move things forward. And he didn't do it. The only thing that was important for him was to move the economy forward because this is his biggest achievement. So it is problematic. And yes, it is a total failure of the United States. Maybe you can, okay. the economic situation in Europe and Israel is the failure. And, and you know, who's... Fine. Let's see. History okay. will judge. Maybe Easter... they will be the success story of COVID. Yes. And we will be the failure because we Could save be. people but kill the economy. Okay. So the economy... First of all, America... Uh, the economy is, at the moment, is not great either. But the point Everything's is... Everything's relative. Everything is relative. You're absolutely right. How many trillions of dollars in debts... You know, the, your your grandchildren will have to pay in... Uh, They'll live here. Well, They'll live here. They live here. Okay. But here, okay. here okay. also. So the, 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 also it is, there is a crisis, and it's a total crisis. Um, again, it started, yes, it started in China, but the United States should have been more prepared as every other country. And, uh, you know, for, we can go back in history. You know, you, the health system of the United States is a disgrace. It's a total disgrace, you know, in, in everything. You, have, you can get, if you want the best treatment in the world, it is in the United States, sure. But, you know, the, the, the system is so inefficient and so pricey and uh, so, you know, in, in, so ludicrous in, in many, many things. Okay, so I, I get your point, you know, Lipitis, uh, but still, there are governors. And some of the governors, you know, didn't do anything didn't do anything and still don't maybe it's a good th uh, how, how like you know because what do you mean but didn't do the things that governments in europe did mm -hmm. are things that some of them are casus belli in in america in some states in america like telling people to stay at home and not work forcing people hurting their freedom of movement and of work and and states like California, who did do many things, uh, people are fleeing California because because of, of those restrictions. Okay, so we are talking now, uh, this is a pandemia. This is something that we haven't seen in a in hundred years, basically. Other countries did. So the United States is not China, or even New Zealand, or other countries. But basically, between, let's say, restrictions... Germany style or New Zealand style and doing nothing at all the countries that have the most death who are they United States India Brazil Brazil Britain what do they all have in common populist leaders so and they, they are not the same culture so I think that there was a failure here I agree with you that uh, may, may, maybe people wouldn't uh, will say this as a casus belli. So uh, uh, what do you do in, 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 in a pandemia? Let's say that uh, tomorrow you'll have a COVID, but not, you know... Um, 0 0.04%, 0 0 but 5%. 5%, 10%. Rate. What do you do? We say, okay, I have civil liberties. I do not have to vaccinate. I will go to work. I will say, uh, yes, everybody will die around me. So what do you do? You know, in a country that invented, you know, the walking uh, dead, etc., etc., and all the other zombie movies. And full of know, preppers. Uh, who, uh, 
yeah, prepared all their lives to this day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, again, it's 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 problematic, but I return even if, and I agree with you, it's a totally different culture, and uh, people value their freedoms, especially in the Midwest and the Southern uh, states, etc., and uh, and other places. Still, a word from the president, and uh, and. Um, and some laws, and uh, it could it could have been dealt better. You know, you know it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I mean, look, w the way we're dealing with it, slowly but surely, not so slowly, actually approaching 3,000 deaths probably in a couple of weeks, couple of months. I mean, we're not gonna. We're, 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 These are the examples you have: the United States and Israel. No, the United States, Israel, France, Italy. Fra Italy, the they kill the economy and they are screwed. Okay, with Italy, and, Italy and, started and sickness. it. Uh, you know what? We are talking about you know the United States versus China. Okay, so China is a dictatorship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but obviously, it's I don't, a dictatorship. Do you really buy that only five thousand people died in China? I haven't. I there is no way. Okay, you think so? I don't know, but don't at know. the moment, uh, five thousand people died of Corona, maybe. Maybe they exterminated everybody who even had an inkling of it corona could, and millions be. died in Okay, camps. so let's look at, uh, at other know. countries. A again, Eastern Asia is not the United States. There are countries, you know, uh, totally different society, more homogeneous, uh, you know, respect for the elders and the government. But, uh, okay, look at, uh, you know, the United States have so many things going for it, fighting, uh, fighting a pandemic. You have oceans protecting you. You have borders with two countries. That's it. Two countries. Yeah, but it's 350 million people. Yeah. So again, fantastic. They are spread in, uh, you know, in eight, nine uh, million kilometers. No, yeah, no but not really. I mean, most of them are densely packed into cities and urban areas. Yeah, but uh, the problem was not only in the urban areas, but uh, today in other places. So... You, you know, you can argue back and forth. It's not the European Union, small country, very, very dense. You're talking about Italy or France or Germany. You're talking cities, you know, medieval cities where everybody is living, you know. And uh, culture. And, and culture. And, and, culture. and uh, you know, all the borders are open. And what can you do? In America, you stop flights and that's it. And you have borders with Mexico and, and Canada. Then, uh, you know, you don't have uh, invaders coming from uh, either one he of them. He did stop flights from, he stopped flights from China at first and then from uh, Europe at one but point. But too yeah. late. But yeah, we all, everybody were yeah, late. Yeah, he did late. it. He did it. And it's a uh, and it's good uh, thing that he did. But again, it's, uh, we're talking inside the, the United States. I, I, I'm talking basically about the attitude. The attitude that, you know, believe, uh, maybe, you know, you'll drink bleachers. Maybe it'll do you good. You're the president. You cannot say it because people will listen uh, yeah but well, those are anecdotal in the end of the day nobody i feel really drank bleach and if they did then they probably you know we God don't was know coming the, to them <laughs> like, yes come on if you're gonna but, drink bleach. But natural selection <laughs> but again you know natural selection darwin awards <laughs> no, i'm kidding but again you know, you know uh, but bleach. the point is uh, i think that a president should be presidential and in times of crisis yeah. In times of crisis, and the pandemic is the crisis, and everybody is scared. They are scared for the health. They are scared for the economy. They are scared for uh, their dear ones. You, they don't know what will happen. They saw, all of us saw, too many movies, you know, of a catastrophe coming, etc. You should be, at a time like this, the healer, not the divider. Well, if he did all he these did. things, though, uh, and he, he wouldn't, be Trump. He wouldn't no, be Trump. I think, no, I think that that's part of what he did and again i don't want to adore the guy but kind of what trump i think his attitude was you know this is just uh you know let's go on as usual it's a virus like you know life goes on and whatever so yeah he he put a lot of misinformation out there and he did some stupid stuff where he took off his mask around like a lot of his staff and some of his staff caught it in the end and i agree the way that he that he uh, acted wasn't necessarily 
the most, uh, I don't know, the most expertly advised way that you could act in time of a pandemic. But that's what's so American about it is that you do what you do and that's it. I mean, okay, but no it, one's, it's not the government, no, like in, in, sure, in his I'm eyes sure. and in the Republican, in the Republican uh, Party's eyes, I think, it's not the president's job to deal with Corona. And I think that's what. Whose job is it? It's a it's a pandemic in Am- Americans like I, again, I think that the left and the right are, are very quickly what do you mean by going it's a pandemic? Se- their you know, separate it's a, ways. But it, OK, let's say that tomorrow and it happened before. Yeah. You know, let, let's compare it to to a hurricane, to Katrina mm-hmm. or others. So it's not the job of the president to deal with that either. It isn't. It isn't. OK, so you leave the people to die. No, you don't. You do not send them help. Yeah, it's not about sending help. It's about the fact that, in first of all, if anything, it's not the federal governments; it's states' problems, right? Okay. And then more and more local issues. But yeah, that in the end, it's not the government comes down from on high and starts handing out whatever. Uh, but they do. That's the point. He insisted they, uh, that his signature is on the checks coming yeah. to every American. The Republicans, the party of you know small government. You mm-hmm. know, balanced budget. Mm-hmm. They are the ones who broke all the rules in 2008. Mm-hmm. And now again, you know, spending money like there's no tomorrow. Uh, in a way, you know, they, the Democrats want more, etc. But you say, okay, the Democrats are the, uh, the, the party of, of big government and the handouts and liberals and what have you. So uh, uh, you are the president with almost monarchist uh, uh, powers. You know, you have tremendous powers. You can you can uh, end the world tomorrow, you know, send the missiles, etc. So it is in your watch. It is in your watch. And you have to take some responsibility, not for the virus, not for the pandemia, but how your country deals with it. Even in leadership alone, even be Churchillian, you know, and say, okay, we are in hard times. We are in it together. We'll fight it. We'll get through. That's it. Without g- getting into specifics. But he didn't. He's, he's Trump. He's not there. You know what? Yeah. Reagan would have done it. And you know it. And even George Bush, both of them, would have done it. Uh, and uh, and he, he can't. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's going to be so interesting tomorrow. You're excited? Yes, it is. You're gonna be. You're excited about the elections. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm excited. Yes, I am excited. I think that the United States is in the crossroad. I think that future historians will look at these elections as the most consequential of of the last uh, fifty years. I think that the question will be, and nobody votes about it, but the question will be, who was the continuation of the American way, and who was the deviation. Obama or Trump? Did Obama continue the American way and Trump, you know, deviates from it? Or Obama was a liberal deviation and now America is returning to some, you know, values of the past, etc. In a way, I think that Trump is fighting a rare guard fight for America that perhaps even didn't exist, but the way America saw America. You know, America of Allentown, Pennsylvania, and the Alamo, etc., etc., a white America, a Protestant America, America of small towns, church on Sunday, baseball, uh, you know, apple pie, and all the rest of it. And uh, that America perhaps uh, doesn't exist anymore. But, uh, you know, you can, uh, you can win a rare guard uh, war as well. Amazing. I invite you to visit Alabama. I think you'll see that America. Oh, <laughs> I grew yes. up in Alabama. Yeah, I grew up in uh, really in the South. Yeah, yeah what's yeah. a nice Jewish boy doing <laughs> in Alabama of all places? They chased me out of there yeah. with a pitchfork. Yeah, <laughs> they say get that Jew out of here. <laughs> yeah, okay, to kill a mockingbird. Fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's I mean in some places I agree most of the states isn't like that anymore because most of the, I mean there's the, you know obviously people have, have been drawn into the cities sure over the last 50 years but there's where? still in some Mobile? apple pies in Mobile where did you go in, no no in Birmingham okay Birmingham Alabama oh yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> now everything makes it sense. Explains it everything. <laughs> but the Israeli parents. You you know, late at night, you put the headphones on and listen to Leonard Skinner and the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, of course, Leonard Skinner. Uh, ZZ Top. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All the good ones. Oh, okay. and thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Uh, you're on social media. How can people hit you up? Uh, yes, I'm in social media. I have uh, my page is Ore Nahari on, uh, on Facebook. Uh, and uh, I, of course, I'm on Twitter. And, uh, and that's it, basically. Instagram, TikTok. Uh, that's it. Okay. You know, I, there are not enough uh, hours in the day, you know, for doing work. And uh, Twitter. Mostly I quarrel in Twitter and argue in Twitter, but also on Do you uh, on give Facebook. Zoom lectures in English? Oh, yes. So I people do. can reach out and invite a yeah, lecture? Of course. Okay, so through Facebook, you have... Uh, okay. Yes, through Facebook Fa and Facebook, Messenger. Twitter, no perfect. Problem. Okay, before we go, we ha we are sponsored by The Forward. Yes. The Forward, uh, a very important, prominent Jewish newspaper in America. Go to forward.com slash 2NJB to subscribe and support the podcast. And you must go there because they're a great uh, news source and they're interesting. You and must. You should yes, you have you should to. check them go out. Go now. Also... Also, uh, IsraelNationalNews.com, Arutz Sheva, uh, collaboration with them. They're also a great source for kind of a window into Israel, IsraelNationalNews.com. And in Australia, the Australian Jewish News, AJN.TimesOfIsrael.com. Check them out also. And, uh, and Chuck Isaac says, interesting conversation. Thank okay. you, Chuck. Thanks, Thank Chuck. <laughs> that is it. Yes, oh, but we also do, we do ah, this on yes. our free time, guys. So if you want to help us out, go to 2njb.com slash donate. Thank you so much. Thank Olin. you, Owen. It Thank was you. a pleasure. Bye. Bye. See you in four years. Bye. Bye. <laughs>